Welcome everybody to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. Before we go on with our interview today, you guys, I want to thank you, the people in Singapore for listening. Thank you so much for your support. If you're watching us live, don't forget to add your stars and your comments in here. Let us know where you're watching. And today you are in for a treat. Today our guest is a coach that centers his practices on performance-enhancing programs on a holistically integrated approach. He's co-found, he co-founded the Own It Coaching, a multiple seven-figure coaching company that applies this health and performance philosophy to clients ranging from the National Hockey League to Fortune 500 executive to entrepreneurs like yourself looking to take that next step and level up. He has spoken <clears throat> on TEDx stages. He um, He's the host of the Sports Science and Recovery Podcast and the Own It Show author three amazing Amazon bestseller book. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Justin Rothlick Schofer. And I hope I didn't mess up. <laughs> Look at that. You nailed it, Dagmar. How are you? <laughs> I am so excited to have you here today. Welcome so much to the Be Fearless podcast. Where are you where you're right now? Where are you talking to us right now? Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I love I love your enthusiasm and uh, just your willingness to serve people. And so um, more than happy to be here. And I'm actually calling you uh, or calling in from Miami. So down in uh, down in Florida. I envy you so much, Miami. Like that's sunshine. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's an easy spot to, to make home. Oh, definitely. I, I, I will take it in a bit. I'm from Puerto Rico. So anything that has sunshine for me is like amazing. <laughs> so tell the audience, Justin, who was Justin growing up and what was his dream? Wow. That's a, it, it's a, I'll, I'll try to deduce it down into a short five minute segment. Here. <laughs> so, um, when I, when I was growing up, I grew up in Canada, born and raised in Canada. And so, um, I had literally everything that you could imagine as a child. I had, uh, a heavily praying mother. I grew up in a home that loved and supported me. I, um, had access to every single thing that you could ever imagine. And at 12 years old, um, I was starting to play, uh, some pretty competitive hockey and was playing uh, with 14, 15, 16-year-olds. And if you're from Canada, you know that hockey is a religion. It's something that <laughs> uh, you you are just, uh, you have to play. It and is part of the culture. <laughs> 100%. And so as a young child, I, I wanted to, I saw myself being an NHL player, um, having an impact and uh, being famous and all of these things that, that, I, that I sought after that I wanted. And... At 12 or 13, um, I started to, uh, again, extremely talented, but I started to get made fun of. I got poked fun at because I was an overweight kid and uh, I was extremely athletic, but held on to a lot of weight, was a late bloomer, didn't hit puberty till I was 16, 17 years old and was, was, was constantly the butt of all the jokes. And so, uh, as I turned 14 that summer, um, I just hit a little bit of a growth spurt and naturally started to train a little bit more. And I lost 
20, 20 pounds over the summer, 25 pounds maybe. And I came back that fall and the parents, my fellow teammates, all of these people suddenly started saying, man, you look amazing. Like, what did you do? What happened? How did this whole thing go down? I would, they, people were getting double takes. They were like, I don't recognize you. And for the first time in my life, I started to get affirmed for how I looked. I started to get affirmed for what was on the outside, which is what I desired. And very quickly, there was a deep fear that became instituted with inside of me of not wanting to go back. And uh, I'd say over the next 10 years, um, I battled severely with uh, anorexia, anxiety, depression, um, suicidal thoughts, all of these things while continuing to be very successful, coming down to the States on a hockey scholarship, um, going and getting my master's degree in exercise physiology, and then working on my postgraduate doctoral work in heart rate variability and sleep uh, recovery science, knowing all the information and being able to do it for other people and having such a passion for it, because that was the one thing that I felt like I could control in my life. Mm -hmm. And the one way that I was able to steer the boat. And uh, that my, my knowledge in it, my passion for it continued to carry me through uh, into a uh, career in the National Hockey League and uh, NCAA uh, for, uh, as a performance director, really helping to guide the best athletes in the world on how they can change their own health and take ownership of their health and empower them to see what a holistically integrated model looks like, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. All while at the same time, I knew that I was fragmented, that there was fragments in my mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. Physically, over the, uh, at about 26, 27, I started to become a master at it. Like I, I knew what was going on, but emotionally and mentally was completely bankrupt. And spiritually, I didn't have that foundation that I had grown up with. And um, I, I'd say probably... About 28, 29 years old, uh, I started to get these pains in my stomach and uh, went to every functional medicine doctor you could imagine. And it ended up that I had seven polyps the size of my thumb in, uh, in my colon that were all cancerous. Wow. And a um, uh, stomach ulcer uh, the size of two quarters. And uh, it, I ultimately had to um, have a whole bunch of testing done that guided me in where I was going. And I realized very quickly that what we're doing for these professional athletes and what I was speaking to, we weren't solving an athlete problem. We were solving a human problem. And it was at that moment that God spoke and said, Hey, it's, I love that you've been serving the audience you want to for your ego in the NHL, but it's time to serve the audience that I need you to, which is the people just like you, the business owners, the entrepreneurs, the executives, the leaders that are foregoing certain pillars or domains of their health, be it mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual, mm -hmm. and help bring them back together so that they don't have to feel like they have to exchange their health for their mission, exchange their health for what they're called to do, um, and ultimately increase the impact that, uh, that these people who are on fire uh, for whatever their mission is can only do it at a greater level. I love it. I love it. So... <clears throat> So you let, let me just like clarify something was was becoming a coach be was your your dream no or, no. or what, what was exactly what you aspire 
first? Like what you had in mind to do with your life? Yeah, I wanted to be a I wanted to be an NHL hockey player. That was my goal. That, that was, that was your goal. That's where and, I wanted to be. And then you have to go through all these issues and and uh conflicting inside um energy to to just realize that you were just like you said working from the ego standpoint um how was how was that first time that you realized okay i need to align myself with god and then work from the inside out and and create that holistic approach that you are actually serving your clients yeah, so I'll, I'll go back to kind of the beginning. I think, it, and and this comes to like I think a lot of the realization is at eleven years old. Um, I've, I again, I kind of mentioned that I grew up in a God fearing home where um, went to church every Sunday, knew what a relationship with mm-hmm. God looked like, had a mom that prayed over us every single day, and at eleven, I had um, an encounter with God, and He just said, "Hey, you're gonna." redeem the health of the world and never knew what that meant. Never knew what to do with that. I was like, I'm going to be an NHL player. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. This is what my goals are set to. And the moment that I flipped the the ego switch from it's all about me to it's all about everybody else. Mm -hmm. That was when becoming a coach um, and creating a company that was able to carry out that mission really came became that level of obedience stepping into what I was being asked of being stepping into what I was being called to and to be honest with you uh Dagmar over the course of those 20 years I believe that was just God refining me it was God telling me hey this is what this is what I've called you to do and I haven't promised an easy life, a simple life. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go through all of this so you can become relatable. You're going to have to go through all this so that you can experience it and be able to put the systems, the processes, and paradigm shift what culture and society tells us is health so that you can ultimately create that paradigm shift and move for me. And uh, if, if I love that you said that. I'm going to stop you one one second right there. But I love that you said that because a lot of people think about surrendering to God, like just surrendering in, in like living in a way that is going to make you feel miserable. And it's not like that. It actually, what it actually means is just let him work through you so you can help other people. Um, how was the process of changing your inside and surrendering to what was your God-given purpose? What things did you do to actually start making that happen within you? Yeah, so it's a, again, it's a great question. I think so often we're told we need to surrender. We need to be obedient. And I don't think we really know what that is. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's very confusing. Yes. Um, somebody says surrender. What does that mean? Um, I, I I don't know what that means. And to me, surrendering is not giving up. Surrendering is not saying I'm not going to try. Surrendering is not saying I'm not going to go after what I want. Surrendering is another word for listening. And when we can listen it's amazing what happens. I I give this example all the time is if we were doing this podcast right now 
And all of a sudden I started banging on drums and I started playing music and I started doing all of these things. And then I said, and if you're listening to this audibly and you didn't see me, I was moving my lips, but no, nothing was coming out. Nobody would have the opportunity to hear what I was saying because there's so much noise around us. And that's what culture does. That's what society does. That's what our lifestyles often bring is there's constant noise around us. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to be obedient. Surrendering is creating this space to eliminate the drums, to eliminate the cymbals, to eliminate the music and just be quiet and just be quiet with God. It could be through breath work. It could be through meditation. It could be just through sitting in a sauna and mm -hmm. um, daydreaming. It could be laying in a hammock, reading a quiet book. It could be um, just closing your eyes. It could be, it, there are so many ways to do it. There's no one way to do it. There's no perfect way to do it, but rather it, it could be getting into the word. If it's the Bible or whatever book, the holy book that you um, abide to, whatever that looks like, it's being still, it's being present, it's being in the moment, and it's connecting. And what we'll start to notice is that there's a gut feeling, there's a deep conviction, there's a whisper. We, we communicate these all in different ways, but that's God talking to us. That's God working through us. And that automatically gives us the opportunity to be obedient. Do we always say yes? Of course not. But what I have striven, what I have, um, what I strive to do, is I strive to say yes as fast and as often as I can. When I get mm -hmm. those downloads, when I get those whispers, when I get those gut feels, because I know that that's God speaking to me, and I know that's um, leading me in the direction that that He's wanting me to go. Was it always like that? No, I would say probably. Six years ago was when everything radically changed, um, and it had to do with coming out and realizing how sick I had made myself in a multitude of ways, simply because of the way I was choosing to live. And when we realize that every single thing in our life is stress and we're either choosing true health or we're choosing disease, it, uh, it, it really makes the, the choice quite simple. I, I, I love that. What you just said, um, it's all about our choices and how we choose to actually live our lives as well. And we choose to listen to, to what God is telling us. Um, how you create and become with, uh, with this holistic program that you have today, how, how everything came up to be, how, how do you build it? So um, I stepped away from the NHL in 2020. Mm -hmm. and uh, moved out to New York City with my wife. And we were doing long distance at the time between New York City and, and Anaheim. And um, what ended up happening was COVID hit. And so we moved down to uh, the home that I had in Naples, down in Florida. And I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to, again, control my own way of doing things. Um, didn't, hadn't done a great job of surrendering. I had stepped into obedience, left the league, did this stuff, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know where I was supposed to go, how, how I was supposed to implement things. And I was a pretty miserable person to be around. <laughs> I was, I was frustrated. I was impatient. Um, I was angry and 
my wife said to me, she goes, Justin, why don't you just go spend some time with God out in the kayak, out in the lake? And I was like, I can't. I have to figure out what I'm doing. I have to figure out where I'm trying to go. I have to figure out how I'm going to get this done. And she goes, would you please just go out there and spend the afternoon out there? Reluctantly grabbed the canoe or the kayak, pardon me, went out into the lake and just started paddling, started paddling, started paddling. And the only way I can describe what happened next was it was almost like there was a pane of glass that I saw in this vision. And there was a little bullet hole, just a small hole. And there was like a light shining through it. And the light was almost like an invitation. Like, hey, come see, like, come see what's here. And instead of picking up my phone and starting to text or instead of uh, going on Instagram or instead of just playing music or uh, just looking at what everything was around me, I was like, I wonder what's in there. And I leaned into the stillness, leaned into the quietness. And all of a sudden, it was like the entire wall broke. It was like wow. shattered. And I just got this deep conviction to start writing. And so I pulled out my phone. I started writing, started writing, started writing, started writing. I was out there for about two and a half hours, nasty sunburn on my back. And <laughs> I went back inside and I sat down and I took what I had wrote on my phone, sent it over to a note to myself and printed it off. And it ended up being a 30 page document that um, was the first iteration of own it. And uh, obviously we're on about iteration 50 by now so but basically um, own it was born in the middle of the lake born in the middle of the lake yes <laughs> i love that now tell us a little bit more of what is own it and how it's helping people today so often what happens in the health domain is we have cookie cutter approaches. You go to a functional medicine doc, he runs a couple tests and he gives you a bunch of supplementation or you go to a registered dietitian, uh, you might do a gig and a couple tests and they'll give you a cookie cutter meal plan or, uh, and a bunch of supplements that you have to take or go to a personal trainer and they'll give you the same program. Just adjust a couple, um, uh, exercises that needs to be there or whatever it might be. And you might have a therapist that you go to as well. You might have uh, a church that you go to, but there's no integration of them all. And what we have to realize is that our health contains four domains, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health. And when we treat them in silos and we have varying levels of strength amongst them, we're never truly going to feel holistically healthy. We are always going to have a drag in energy. We are always going to have this stress that's either um, perceived or not happening internally. See, our bodies don't know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. It doesn't know the difference between perceived or real stress. It doesn't know the difference between positive or negative stress. The reaction is all the same. And thus, our body is constantly having to write checks that we can't afford to cash. And so, as we continue to go down this road, chronic stress creates chronic inflammation, creates chronic um, symptoms that ultimately formulates chronic disease. And so we don't get diabetes overnight. We don't become overweight overnight. We don't get heart disease overnight. We don't get cancer overnight. It is a string of chronic stress, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, that ultimately adds up over time and leaves us in a heap of mess that we have to, um, that, that we ultimately have to, to sow. And so that's where 
we step in and we've been able to bring everything in house. And I had this vision of being, what if we had a place where we were able to truly make health a habit, where we were able to redeem the health of people by looking at mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical items using faith and science, having an integration point of these things all together, where you have a mental performance coach, somebody works on the mental, emotional conditions that are holding you back from exuding certain habits. We run cellular tests, epigenetic, DNA tests, gut biome panels to look at what's actually happening within your body, looking at different biometrics, heart rate variability, sleep quality, to know where and what habits are going to be most impactful for you and design a life, design a routine that's built for you, something that's life by design. And then be able to help guide and help teach and understand how this now all morphs based upon what you're called to do so that we can have you living on purpose, on mission for what you're trying to accomplish and um, helping what we say take ownership, which is taking responsibility with accountability, living a life by design, not by default. A life by default only guarantees you average, mediocre, and good enough, which none of us were built for. We were all built to be great. We were all built with a massive purpose, a massive calling to impact people in a massive way. But yet the way we choose to live, the, the decisions that we make, continue to pull us back into that life of average, which neither, none of us were, were meant for. I totally agree with that. I think that it's not our surroundings or society, what holds can hold that person back. It's actually ourselves, mm. our fears and the obstacles that we actually lay in front of us when we don't own it. Right. When you, we don't right. take care of what we must take care of, which is the inner side work from the inner side all the way out. Um, I love what you do. Let me tell you, I love it. I like, I, right now I'm just like, my mind is blown away. Like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Now, what is like the, the most common obstacle or excuse or that your clients come to you with? Like what is the most common one? I don't have time. I don't have time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't have time. And the, I think that there's three things I say to that. Number one mm -hmm. is you have time. You just don't have priority. Um, we have, there's no, there's no single, there's no single person in this world that has more hours in a day than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And what we end up seeing is that whether you're Oprah, whether you're Bill Gates, whether you're, um, Celine Dion or um, the, the president, everybody has 24 hours in a day. Exactly. But what you prioritize gets completed. What you yes. schedule gets done. And I say, show me your schedule and I'll show you your priorities. Somebody can say, oh, I value my health. I prioritize my health. Well, do you have your workouts planned? Do you have your meals planned? Do you have your family time planned? Do you have your vacations planned? Do you have your, how you're traveling um, to different business meetings planned? And the answer is always no. But what is planned is when the business meetings are. What is planned is uh, your days around your business, days around your kids' uh, events and all these types of things. But yet we haven't actually prioritized our health. And so it's not that you don't have time, it's that you don't have priority. And 
when we can think about that, it's getting us back to what do you truly prioritize? What do you truly care about? What do you care about the most? Mm -hmm. And that then parlays into, I think, number two, which is so often, especially with the types of clients that we see often, which is business owners, business leaders, entrepreneurs, um, we're so used to automating, delegating, and outsourcing. And how can we be the most efficient? How can we, how can we give this to somebody else to, make, to manage? Well, health is our job to manage. We can't outsource it. We can't delegate it. We can't automate it. We can't automate getting our minds right. We can't systemize and outsource getting ourselves to the gym. We can't do those types of things. Can we put some systems behind it to make it easier to get them mm -hmm. done? Yes, but you have to put in the effort. You have to exude it. And so I came up with this little acronym that uh, I talk on a lot that really comes back to what are we doing to make sure that we are preparing ourselves appropriately? And when I talk about pre like preparation, it's an acronym. And the, the, the first P is pray, is pray about what you're wanting to do. If you if you're don't like the word pray, meditate. Like think about, be still, connect to what are you trying to accomplish? What habit, behavior, change are you wanting to occur? What are you being called into? And then R is replace. I don't want you to add more things to your day because you're right. We can't just have a laundry mm -hmm. list of things. That's what the world tells us to do is just have all these checklists. We need to replace certain habits, certain behaviors that we are exuding on a daily basis mm -hmm. and replace them with something that's going to be more purposeful, more um, something that's built for you, something that matters, something that's going to help take you to where you want to go. Then you're going to E, expend. If you have to expend energy to get where you want to go, you have to expend um, attention to where you're trying to go, expending energy. You have to put effort and work in P is practice. You're going to have to put time and energy into this practice, practice, practice. A is accept, accept that where you're at, you might not be perfect. You might mm -hmm. fail. You might fall off the wagon. You might, um, miss a day. You might get overwhelmed. That's okay. It's not a value of who you are, but rather it's just a sign that, Hey, maybe I need to change something, which brings us into the next R, which is rest, reassess and refine, refine the system, reassess. If you need to replace something else, rest because of the effort that you've put in. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the last E is expect, expect that the work that you've put in, expect that where you've tried, where you're trying to go, that you will get there because you've prepared yourself so that you can now step into what's already prepared for you. I love it. Thank you so much for that. That's truly like if you guys, you have to go and rewind this once we're done, because that's like the biggest nugget out of this interview has been that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love what you just said. I, I think that is completely true, uh, especially when we start things by praying. Like, I mean, if you don't put things in hands of our creator, our, I mean, you, you, you can try to do everything else without, without it. And um, you can wish for the best. But sometimes when we put things in, in his hands, it's definitely... Definitely things takes up for the best. I love it. 
Thank you so much for that. Prepare, you guys, prepare. You just listen to Justin. You have to prepare. Now, how everybody out there that is wanting to prepare, Justin, can get in touch with you. Yeah, so I'm super, super active on social media um, at Justin Roth. So R-O-E-T-H. I think you're going to pop it up. Yeah, right down there in the corner. And then, um, again, through our website, it's super easy, um, at uh, ownitcoaching.com. So, again, everything is super available there. You can learn more about what we do, how we do it. And there's a simple way to reach out to uh, myself and our team to make sure that we can uh, get you all the information that you need. That's uh, fantastic. And they they can get your books in Amazon, right? Correct. Yep. We didn't talk about uh, that today, but you're welcome to come back and, and we can talk about your books because that's definitely something that um, I want the audience to hear about. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much, Justin, for being here with us, for giving us your time. And so, for number one, for sharing your story with us. And number two, for sharing your beliefs in how, how you you definitely work with your clients and in, in achieving success. And the, the simple thing is just to listen, work from the inside out and prepare. I love that. I love everything that you said today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, you guys, if you have any questions for Justin, make, make sure that you follow Justin in IG. In Instagram, okay, Justin Roth, Justin R O E T H, okay, just go right there, follow him, and ask him any questions about what you heard today, and connect with him for coaching if you have to. Thank you. Like I, I right now, I'm out of words, <laughs> and then that's that's something rare. <laughs> well, I Thank appreciate you. It's. Uh... Uh, like I said, I just encourage people to lean in. I encourage people to take ownership of their health and just realize that uh, our bodies are not our bodies. We're just here to steward them. We're here to manage them. And yeah. um, I'll leave you with this last analogy. When somebody's getting a pizza delivered to their home, if the pizza delivery man showed up with the pizza in his bare hands and handed it over, people wouldn't be too excited. But yet the pizza is what we celebrate. The pizza is what we get excited to see. Mm-hmm. But the pizza needs a box. And the box needs to be two things, empty and clean. Our bodies need to be the box for what we're called to. Our bodies need to be empty. Our bodies need to be clean. And they need to be leaning into this state of health so that we can ultimately realize what we're truly called to. And so allow your body to be in that space, live that life by design, prepare yourself in the appropriate way so that you can go and truly accomplish what it is that you were put on this earth to. Fantastic. Thank you so much for those words, Justin. And you guys, you, you heard him. Okay. You heard him. I think, I don't think that I have any other words to add to what he just said, because he just like spoke so much truth and, spoke about so many things that we should be doing right now. So I'm just going to leave you with this. Okay. Connect with Justin. 
That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Connect with Justin. In the meantime, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Until the next one. Bye.